Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the official Leeds United podcast. And do Michael and I have a surprise for you this week? Can't wait to get tucked into this man. He's been flying this season. Very exciting player. And anybody that entertains me and gets me off my seat, I'm sure he does the rest of the Leeds United fans. So let's get into it. We have got the man of the season so far, the Flying Dutchman, Crescencio Somerville. How are you, sir? Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Um, yeah, I'm very good, actually. Um, yeah, the season so far has been good for me and the team. So, uh, yeah, I can't complain. Yeah, I'm saying last time we spoke, it was the, the last time that Leeds United, or, well, not the last time, the last time Liverpool lost to Anfield, it was your goal. It was your, you know, your super finish at the end just before your birthday. So, obviously, we're not in the Premier League anymore, we're in the Championship, and your, your game's gone to a whole new level. How, how, are you, how are you enjoying it? Yeah, actually, like, um, the moment we went down, I was calm. I was composed. Um, I just thought, like, um, yeah, I, yeah, not only for me only, but my mindset was like, I need to get Leeds United back to the Premier League. So I wasn't really like, uh, I want to go, but I was more like, okay, like for I was looking for a solution, and for me, I think the best thing I could have done was yeah, staying with Leeds United. Like, yeah, I, I call it my home. And um, yeah, get Leeds uh, back to where it belongs, you know. So um, I think my mindset now is also in a good state, you know, and I think you see it also on the pitch. Absolutely, we do. I mean, it's not just your actual te- you know, technical ability on the ball, but I mean, your work rate is 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 impeccable as well. You're tracking back all the time. It, lo- it looks like someone who is genuinely playing for not just themselves, the club of Leeds United. Um and I, I, I absolutely want to talk about football, but I just I just wanted to latch onto something you mentioned there about the city of Leeds. Like you said, you call it home. Um, does it does it really feel like that? I mean, have you have you really settled in the city? Yeah, I think um, what I what I told people in my previous interviews, like it was very hard in the beginning for me in the new environment and everything. But um, yeah, the people here helped me a lot. Um, also outside of football, like the city, for me it was very new when I came outside of my house and people start approaching me for pictures, for signatures. And that felt for me also like good. And yeah, you know, as a, as a young kid, you dream about that when you go out on the streets or you buy some groceries and people start approaching you for some pictures. That's just, yeah. One, one, one day I was in their shoes. So yeah, it's just very nice, you know. That wasn't you, Matt, hanging around outside his house, was it? Wanting his autograph? Yeah. You've, been in, you've been in Leeds recently. <laughs> you haven't been stalking, have you? It might have been. I have, I have my hat down with sunglasses on like that. Please, please, Craig, please. I want to talk about uh, you know Leeds United and the goals we've set for this year. But um, before we get on to that, and I, before we get on to the present, I thought it'd be really helpful for maybe the people back home to, to get to know Chris Encio Somerville, the the man, a little bit more. Um, you know, you 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 come from the Netherlands, um, and you mentioned earlier about how you know that used to be you on the other side of the of the barrier, the one asking for autographs and stuff. Yeah. Um, what is your what is your history with with football? I mean, have you been a footballer since you were really small? Have you been obsessed with the game? Have you always wanted to play? What was what was young Chris Somerville like? I think I lived football the moment I started to walk, you know. Um, 
I always heard from my mother and my father that um, everything what was round in the house, I was kicking around um, like a Christmas ball from uh, a pineapple, from a, uh, a orange. Everything was, was round. I was kicking and they knew like this guy, he wants just to play football, you know, and um, I think I started when I was four years old. Um, my dad was a coach for um, a Sunday league team. And um, yeah, I was always um, on the pitch with them. Like when they had training in the evening, I was just on the pitch playing with a ball, running around. And um, yeah, I went on trial when I was five years old at Feyenoord. And um, yeah, since then I just started to play football, you know, and um, when I started to grow up with my brother, I was playing on the streets as well. Um, and then I remember we were watching um, loads of the time a uh, match of the day, uh, like uh, the highlights of uh, the Premier League. And I told him when I was, I think around 12 years old, 12 plus, that I said like, um, listen, I swear the, 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 the league of, of England is the best league in the world. I said to him, one day I'm going to play there. And when I made my debut, I think in 2021, and I came home, I cried because I didn't, I didn't expect it to happen. You know, like you say something and it just happened. Like I, I live for it, you know? And when I look back, I was like proud of myself that I can say that I could say like, yeah, I really made it to the Premier League. So yeah, I, just me and football is everything, you know. That's lovely, that. You talked about match of the day. I mean, like growing up watching that as a kid, and then and then obviously you you had that, that strength of character to say, I'm going to play there one day. But a lot of people say a lot of things about their future. Do you know what I true, mean? True, true. But the idea, you've actually done it. And then, you know, being on match of the day is probably old hat for you now. But what about when you scored that goal at Anfield and that was on the match of the day? I mean, was everyone back home, all the people you used to watch it with, were they all just blowing your phone up? Like, what's that like? Yeah, it was a crazy feeling. Like, I still can't believe it, you know, what I've done at Anfield, you know, because every kid dreams about times like this, you know. I'm just always, I'm like a God's child. I'm always praying and thanking God for moments like this, you know. Yeah, I had a moment for myself as well when I came home because... After the game, I didn't realize yet what I what I done. You know, <laughs> when I came home, I was just sitting in the living room, and I was staring at the at the at the wall and thinking, "Crescencio Simonfield, wow, look what you have done!" <laughs> and every everyone blew my phone up, texting me congratulations because it was my birthday the day after as well. You know, so yeah, yeah. I don't want to live too much in the past, but this one lives in my memories forever, you know? Kree, is your, is your brother older or younger? Um, I got two. No, I got three older brothers, you know? Yeah, it's fascinating, you know, and, and do, they, do they all play football as well? Do they go on to be professional or play the game or just you? Yeah, they played football as well. Like, um, like the younger ages, they played like high for some good clubs in Holland, but Later on, they played for some Sunday league teams and I used to train with them. But nobody else has gone on to be in a professional game because what I, what I find, I always tend to find 
I'm an only child. I haven't got any brothers or sisters. Uh, I always had the competition against my father, and he was the one that really pushed me and mentored me. What what I find is that there's a lot of kids that go on to be pro footballers and also in the in the women's game as well now. They've always seemed to have older siblings that they used to challenge against, and it always seems to be that the younger ones in the family seem to be the ones that go on to have that that incredible career because they were trying to take on their older siblings in the backyards and in the streets. And they were, uh, you know, when, you, when there's a huge age difference, you've got to find yeah. a way to battle... I love this kind of street football. Is that how it was for you then? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I'm I'm very um, grateful for that as well. You know, I trained with them a lot. I played with them a lot. And I always said to them, wait till I'm older. I'm going to come for you guys, you know? Yeah, there you go. Yeah. yeah, it was like that. Was there a point where they were better than you and then you became quite clearly better than them? Did Was there a, was there a noticeable shift? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like in, in every aspect, like um, speed, um, yeah, yeah, strength, running, um, like with a ball, technical. But now, uh, yeah, I'm sometimes mocking them, like you can catch me, you know. Yeah. <laughs> it's all the crew now, you know. So. You know when you used to have family arguments and your older brothers would try and chase you around just so they could get a, get a punch on you or something like that and give you a little bit of a dig. That's why he's so quick, yeah, mate, because yeah. he used to, used to get really, used to chase him everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's because he's making him watch Match of the Day every every yeah, Christmas, reliving exactly. the, that, that moment. Um, you talked about not living in the past, and I think that's absolutely uh, hugely important with uh, with Leeds United at the minute, you know, to not let what's come before affect what is still yet to be achieved. Um, and I think that you've all done that that massively. I think, you know, players like yourself and, and Georgie and, and and Dan James and co, the, You've you've shrugged off what happened last year, like water off a duck's back, and you all seem so focused now on on what's to come. Um, what's what's that been like? You know, in terms of making the mental shift from relegation to right, this is a promotion push now. And I suppose, obviously, Daniel Farker must make a, a big a big character in in that in that switch of gear as well. How's how's it been over summer and coming into this new season? Yeah, obviously, I think everyone got their own. Um mindset and plan how they how they deal with things but i think we help each other a lot like um yeah to reach our goal you know um for me when i when i want something i do everything on it to reach my goal to reach my level and i think i drag my 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 teammates in the same mindset in the same thing i want so yeah what i what i said in the previous interviews as well we are one group now we got one plan one goal and we let nothing distract us and i think that's that's the most important thing you know for the, the manager daniel Farker, obviously the, the boss as he, as he's known i asked him a question after the 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 last um home game the last win uh and i said you know the the forward players are playing with such a freedom. I was a striker myself. You know to to see that freedom that you players seem to be playing with. And he actually stopped me. He said, "Freedom, I don't let them play with the freedom." There's a lot of coaching goes in behind the scenes to let these players express themselves and play the style of football. So obviously you you and many of the other forwards, uh, like Georgie and um, Dan James, Piru, are flying at this moment in time. Yeah. How how much has Daniel Farker uh, given you information, inspired you, and given you direction to go and showcase your abilities? You'll be loving it. Yeah, I think um, he's very clear about the the job we have to do uh, in attack, uh, in the defense as well. But um, 
then I'm speaking for myself, like um, I began on the streets, you know, like playing on the streets. And I think um, I tried to take that also on the pitch, but play with more maturity and also like more end product. And I think if I keep doing that, yeah, for me, I think I will be unstoppable because yeah, what I what I learned on the on the, on the streets, it's like more the magic stuff, and then yeah. like the the responsibility I have to do maybe in the defense or like the offense. There's a lot of managers wouldn't allow you to do that, but I just think that what Daniel's allowing us to do, I think, is absolutely superb. You must be relishing that. Yeah, I heard a lot from my former coaches that when I grew up, I was a bit of a um, hard guy, like to deal with, but. <laughs> as a manager if you if you if you can deal with me like um yeah what you said with daniel fark how he how he's acting with me i can be the best version of myself and i think i he told me the same you know like um i have to do my responsibility but he let me free in what i can do the best and yeah, just what I'm showing every week, what I try to show every week, you know. Yeah, I mean, I find it really interesting that you you, you said that previous managers say you're difficult to work with because I'm see i I'm seeing a player this season that is working incredibly hard for the team, really. Um, is that, do you think that's something, I guess, what was, is that what you're suggesting here, that Fark has brought that element out of you rather than playing more individually, you're now playing more for the team, would you say? No, I wouldn't say individually, but maybe... What I what I see a lot now that and what I hear a lot that I grow I grew as a person on the pitch but also like also off the pitch you know like I'm a real professional now like right for example if you have a day off I just come in um, I do my stuff to recover the best to be available for the weekend or the next game or like the communication. It's much better with the stuff. For example, I feel something, I come in, like I'm a real professional now. And maybe like two years ago, I would come one day before the game, I would say like I'm injured and then they have to start doing things and they panicking because sure. they, they count on me, you know? I suppose it's just experience, isn't it? It's maturity and experience that comes with playing, yes, isn't it? Yes, true, true. Yeah. And did you change that mindset yourself or did you get advice on that? Um, yeah, I speak a lot with people, but I think I, I, I set the tone for myself, like, okay, Kri, you have to be the best version of yourself. You have to grow. I'm 22 now. Something needs to happen, you know? I, I set, like, levels for myself and goals, uh, even this season, like, for me, I want to be the main man. Leeds United, I want to get the team promoted with my teammates. Um, my mindset changed when we went down. And, um, yeah, this is just the beginning, you know. More to come. You're seeing the rewards. So, obviously, it's great that you've changed your mindset and your attitude and you're in there. And you're seeing the benefits on the field and off the field. So, there's there's no more remedy needed, man. Just keep it up because it's it's a joy to watch. It absolutely Thank is, you. mate. And I'm pleased, I'm pleased you've owned it. up and ad admitted that. That's special. How are you finding the the difference in the calibre of the opposition? I mean, I obviously don't want to denigrate any of the teams that we're playing against, but... It is a it is a step down from the Premier League. It is. Yes. Um. So how how are you how are you finding that like uh, in terms of the champion? Are you finding more space? Are you finding more freedom? Is it a bit more physical? How how are you finding the the difference in the league opposition? Yeah, I always say to yeah my friends because they are asking like how's the championship and um I think like 
quality wise it's a bit less good than the premier league i always say the premier league got more quality but the championship is more physical and more mm. duels but i would say the championship is also hard because you can see with us you don't win like even if if if, if the team is the bottom or second last doesn't matter it's also like the champions uh, the premier league like you have to win every game you have to be focused every game so i think it's just more physical mm. i do know one thing that's going to happen matt going into the second half of the season i've got to say this because creed just answer, answered it there there will be a lot of defenders and fullbacks the day before they play Leeds United will be going, you know what it is, boss, I can feel my hamstring or I can feel this. I might not be fit for tomorrow because <laughs> I do not want to play against Cree to this time. Because he, he put me in the he put me in the turf in the last time we played. <laughs> I'm telling you, it'll be on their mind. He's he's psychologically broken so many fullbacks this season that are actually <laughs> contemplating how they are actually footballers because this guy's killed them. No, that is the plan. That is the plan. I, I want every defender to have a nightmare, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, do you notice about. it? Because we, we were speaking to, um, and this this is going to be our Christmas special, so fans haven't heard this yet, but we were speaking to Jorginho um, last week and and we were sort of saying, like, do you can you hear or tell when you've wound, you're winding up defenders and that's when they start to maybe start kicking you or they start pulling you and, and you know when you've sort of got into their head a little bit. Do you, do you notice that? Because you've left some players in the absolute dirt this season. Yeah, I know this is like when, when I see he's starting to injure me or like try to kick me, then I know like it's done, you know, like he, he, he lost it, you know, <laughs> he lost it. But when he, when he got a solid game and he tried to just keep me in front of him, I'm like, okay, he's focused. But when I see he's like right. playing the dirty game with me, then yeah, I got mm -hmm. him and then yeah. he's going to get yellow or going to get red. So yeah. Creed, do you give them any? Do you give them any verbals? Are you a little? Are you a wind up? Because I used to love talking to the players and saying, "Your crap, I'm going to do you today." I used to give them a lot of verbal as well as try and express myself like you do and and beat them with the ball by dribbling. Are, do you, are you quiet or do you like get involved in that kind of stuff? Um, normally, I'm quiet because yeah, I respect I respect everyone, you know, but. I have to say against Rotherham, the right back he was annoying me, but he did it. He did too much, you know. And one <laughs> time I was, I was, I was running, but he, I left him behind, you know. And uh, I think he grabbed his hamstring or something. So I had a chance, and I walked back, and I was laughing in his face, and I said, "You couldn't keep <laughs> up with me. It's all right, bro." And he, I didn't say anything, but I was in his head, you know. So yeah. that's only Come if on. they go too far, you know. Yeah, yeah, of sure. course. That, that's sure, why I had sure, to ask sure. the question. Because if they push yeah. it, I know, yeah, there's, not, there's <laughs> nothing better than the mind games that the fans don't actually get to see, Matt. Uh, it, it's true, brilliant true. to hear what goes on. Some of this, especially inside the penalty area. I mean, there's a lot of cameras now. You can't do as much as things as what I used to do in the in the day, like stand on the defender's toes or doing doing some stupid little things like that. But the, the, yeah, the yeah. mind games and the, the the talk, the verbal, I love it, me. I mean, and you all seem like you all seem really quite protective of each other this season. It feels like there's a real sense of camaraderie between all of you. You know, between you and 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 Willie and Georgie, and then obviously there was a bit of trouble the other night with uh, that bloke squaring up to Archie Gray. Yeah. And then everyone was rushing in to get Archie's back. Yeah. And it just feels like everyone's all looking out for each other as well this season. Is it, is it, there must be a real buzz around the changing room. No, of course. I think 
we are connected, you know, yeah. we love each other. It's a really good group. We are some, some of the guys, um, came in news. Some of the guys are here like for a couple of years now. So, uh, yeah, what I said, even when I came in the group, they, they brought me in really good and uh, we tried to do that with the new players as well. So we are just one Leeds United family, you know. Who's the guy in there that does the, the wind-ups <laughs> or the pranks? Who's a pain in the dressing room? We don't really have a pranks, but I think... Does that mean it's you? Is it, <laughs> is it <laughs> no, you? No, no, I, I, I like to make jokes, but for me, Jet Spence is really funny. Yeah. Okay. Jan Pove, that's also really funny. Oh, no, wait. Luke Aylin. Luke Aylin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, Bill, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. sounds about right. What does Luke do? Nah, he's just crazy. He's just crazy. <laughs> Luke, is, Luke is funny. Luke is funny. Yeah, there yeah, you yeah. Go. You just mentioned uh, Jed Spence there, which is a, a player that I think that um, I mean we got a very brief glimpse of a couple of months back, and he looked he looked pretty special. Um, obviously, you'll have much more information than us seeing him out on the training pitch. What can Leeds fans look forward to when Jed's uh, when Jed's fully fit? Um, I think he's very electric, very quick. Um, he's solid in defending, and he like to attack as well. So you would see many good things on the right side, you know. Um, yeah, I think we are waiting, the players, the, the, the fans for Jet Spence, but um, I can guarantee you guys you're going to enjoy him, you know. He's very electric. You two will match up against each other in training, won't you? Playing on the left side, he'll be playing right back. So you, you'll that's a good competition, that. Yeah, true, true. I make him ready for the real deal, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, if he, can keep up, if he can keep up with you, then he's got no problem with everyone no, else, has it, he? That's it, you know. And he's he's doing really good, so. Don't upset him too much, man. We need a we need a confident player. We don't need you ripping his, <laughs> ripping his arse every day no, and then no, no, to no, try no. and get focused again. No, it's a good clash. It's a good clash between us, you know. Sometimes he wins, sometimes I win. But I know he's ready. He's ready. What's your targets for the season and what you set goals-wise? Goals-wise, um, I didn't really set a set a target for myself because, yeah, I think this is the first season I yeah, really score like this. But um, now I just said to myself, as many goals as I can be important every game. If it is not a goal, then it's just an assist for me to help the team. You know, I don't mind just as many as I can. Are you are you in that kind of like um, we were, we were just talking? We just had Luke Humphreys, the darts player, on the show, and we we're talking about being in the zone when you feel like everything you're doing just comes off, whether you're playing golf or throwing a dart or whatever. And it feels like at the minute, every time you unleash the ball, it goes in the back of the net. Are you feeling like you can just shoot from anywhere right now? Yeah, you know, like because my my dad always told me, you don't shoot, you you want to dribble the ball in the goal, and now. I'm just like, yeah, you're right. Just shoot from everywhere, you know, and what you said, <laughs> everything, go, everything goes in. So I have to keep going, you know. I also train a lot, like I'm, I'm finishing from different situations yeah. because the coach told me in the, begin, the beginning of the season that my end product could improve. So I tried to, yeah, improve it and now. Eight goals already. Is that your first ever header in professional football, by the way? Because two of the smallest, take this the nicest way, Dan James, not the tallest, you're not the tallest, but you out-jump, you know, some absolute giants to score two fantastic goals against <laughs> against Middlesbrough. So was that Someone. one of your first headers? Yeah, yeah, my first one in my career, you know. 
There you go. Oh wow! Yeah. What's been what's been your favourite goal this season? I mean, obviously, there's ones that have been spectacular, but also ones that have come at really crucial times as well. What's been your personal favourite? My favourite, I have to go with the one against either Norwich or Huddersfield. Norwich all day Norwich long. Norwich is my my favourite. Yeah, Norwich. I mean, don't get me wrong. The Huddersfield one was just like technically class. Yeah, that's why because but the the, the the significance of Norwich was just like what, a, like what a moment, what a goal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So either one of them. I'm saying Norwich. We'll put that one that out on socials sense. and see what the Leeds fans say because I'm definitely going with the Norwich, the Norwich goal without a shadow of a doubt. Cree, what did you think about uh, Georgie's celebration when he got his first goal at Elland Road? Because he did it. He did a celebration for a certain man that you're speaking to on this podcast, <laughs> Matt Lewis. Georgie did that for him. He said he would do yeah. the Harry Potter magic wand. Yeah, yeah. He yeah. said it on the podcast, yeah. and then a week later, he, he produced the goods. Did you know that it was for Matt? Yeah, I liked it, you know. I liked it. No, I didn't. I didn't know it was for you. Yeah, well, you have a little chat with Georgie and find out why and what it was all about. But um, <laughs> this man, Matt Lewis, absolutely set the challenge out to, to Rute and he produced the goal at home finally. There we go. I didn't think he actually would. I was basically, I asked him the question. I was just sort of asking, you know, does it weigh on your mind you haven't scored at home yet? And then we made a joke saying, oh, but you'll score on Wednesday night. Didn't think he actually bloody would. Yeah, yeah. So that was uh, that was pretty special. I mean, you must have all been really made up for him after that, eh? Yeah, I, I didn't know for who it was or why he did it. I thought just like, you know, magic. I don't know. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's very nice. But then I saw it was for someone, but I didn't know just for you, though. It was it was yeah. very kindly for me. I've been I've been riding that that wave all week. I've been absolutely buzzing <laughs> about it. But you but you you must have been absolutely thrilled for him to finally get that that monkey off his back and scoring that first goal at, at Ellen Road. That must have been great for you all. Yeah, because we told him um that he he doesn't like to score at home because he only scores away. <laughs> But um, yeah, I'm buzzing even for him this season. I'm very happy, you know, that he, he's at a good place as well. His confidence is back. He's just enjoying again, and I like to see that, you know. Yeah, everybody's mm -hmm. playing with a smile on their face. That's what I'm liking about this 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 team. And when you're playing with a smile on your face and you're enjoying it in front of fans, there's nothing better because mate, when you when you're on that field at Elland Road. And you've got that full house behind you, and the, the the games can't come quick enough. So um, I know exactly what what you are going through, and I feel the vibe around the club. Yeah. And hopefully, you boys feel the vibe around the city because we are all behind you. No, we feel it for sure, for sure. Well, we um we really appreciate your your time uh, today, Cree, and uh, and your performances as well. Absolutely, I think it's amazing. Um, you know the fact that you've sort of been aware of what you wanted to improve on, and. I mean, you haven't just done it. You've you've gone over above and beyond. Um, so yeah, thank you for that. And uh, we'll let you go. I know it's really busy, but I just wanted to ask you one final question. Obviously, coming into this hectic Christmas Christmas period, um, how do how do you feel about all that? I mean, we've got all these games coming thick and fast. Um, you know, we're playing every few days, and we're playing some big games every few days. What's the what's the mood in camp? How are you all feeling going into this? Do you feel this is a moment where you're going to make a a run for them top two? Yeah, for sure. I think that's our goal. You know, to catch up with the first place and the second place. Um, many games we have to look after each other. Um, we have to take the points, and um, yeah, what I always say: match day is the best day. So the the games couldn't come quicker you know so i like to play the games quick two days training playing games training playing games so yeah i'm happy you know 
Busy week, but we go. We'd always rather play games than train, there's no doubt about it. I've got one quick question for you before we go. It's a Christmas. What does Cray want for Christmas off Santa Claus? If you could get one gift, what would it be? I think I go for an early, early Christmas present then. Because I can't wait till the end of the season, but that's Mitch United getting promoted. Yes, well said, young man. Like love that. <laughs> love that. I feel like that might. I feel like you might have more responsibility on that gift than I do, but I'll see what I can do. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> we'll pretend we're involved in it, Matt. We'll pretend we're involved. There you go. Okay, Good man. Yeah, no problem. Yeah. Love your work. Good luck for the rest of the right, season. Great. Keep Thank up you. the great work. Thank love you, it. mate. Thank you. Bye bye. Amazing, amazing. I thought that was brilliant. I mean, you know, he touched on the fact that people have hinted that, that he's been difficult before in training yeah. and whatnot. And yet it, I think that's something that's come with maturity and experience. And obviously Daniel Farker, he alluded to, I just think we have got a completely different player on our hands now. Yeah. And you can, like you said, if you can, if you can handle me off the field, um, you'll get the best on the field. And I think, you know, <laughs> Like I say, I've I've played under many managers, Matt, and some some managers get you, and some managers don't get you. You know, I like to be a little bit of a prankster when they embrace that off the field, um, like they did at Sunderland and Leeds United. I was playing my best ever football, and when when it when it and at Carlisle United with Paul Simpson, he loved a bit of dressing room banter, and and there was others in the past that hadn't. So obviously, Creased changed his whole professionalism. Uh, and the benefits uh, or the rewards he's seeing, we're seeing it. So may it long may it continue. And for him to, to actually recognise that himself, that comes with a lot of maturity as well, mate. And he's got that perfect, that 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 high level of confidence that almost borders on arrogance, which you need, don't you, to yeah. play that oh. that role. Yeah, you need it. I mean, as long as it's as long as it's um harnessed and channeled in the right way, there's nothing yeah. you, you you cannot get that far in the game without having some part of arrogance, egotistical about you as long as it doesn't yeah. go over. Because then then it then it does tarnish you. And you've seen lots of players go out of the game um through that you either lose the dressing room you lose your your pals he, he's channeling it in the right direction and you need that you've got to believe that you are the best um you know when i that i think that's one thing that i really struggled with when i was coming back from injuries i didn't believe that i was the best anymore um and I, it took us a long long time to get me love of the game back and to believe that i was able to still do it at that level uh and the players that do uh, oh man, there's nothing better than a, a strong positive mindset, and and he is just showing that, uh, and that was great here because the performances, um, and like you say, I well, it helps like, when you're scoring every week, doesn't it? It does, it does. <laughs> but you've, yeah, and it helps when you're playing a team that gets you that. But he was doing it in the Premier League last season. Yeah. He was, he gets, he's that player yeah. that gets me off the edge of my seat, mate. And when mm-hmm. when you hear all the chairs going up around the stadiums when a player gets the ball, that means that people are getting on their feet to watch. And that's the type of player he is. And I was a massive Chris Waddle fan for that reason. Um, so, yeah, that's why there's a lot of people are loving this man. So what a lovely interview, mate. What a lovely podcast. Just for uh, some of our younger listeners there, Chris Waddle was a football player uh, in the last century. Um, <laughs> you horrible man. Excellent. You horrible Thank man. You. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us, ladies and gentlemen. Um, I hope you enjoy all these games that are coming thick and fast as much as we are. And we'll be back with you next week. Looking forward to it. We are so 